Hello and welcome back to the For Foot's Sake podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Bristow, and on today's pod, we're going to talk about how our respective team leaders went and the main event, the packing in. We will also discuss the upcoming Future Stars promo and go over our plan for our club's post-team of the year. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Today, we have three returning guests, our team of the year, guys. We're going to start with Shortstack. Shortstack, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having us on, Bristow. We've also got the packing in boys as well. We sort of Jose and Chill. Jose, welcome back. Happy to be here. And finally, we have Slater AC. Slater, welcome back. Happy to be here as well. Good to hear. Good to hear. So, guys, again, nonsense. we have gone through <laughs> the uh, what's considered probably one of the biggest promos of the year so far, team of the year. Again, I know all three of you guys are very, very well involved with team of the year. So, I know a lot of you guys are a lot resting on it. I know Shorts have been saving up for a while. And I know, obviously, the packing the boys, you had a, you went through a lot of packs off the grind and through them as well. I want to kind of get your take on the team of the year promo as a whole. We'll get into kind of your experience during the team of the year, but also want to get your opinions first. Short, so I want to start with you first. I know every single year you're big on team of the year. Mm-hmm. What do you make of team of the year this year? Yeah, so I think now specifically more than ever, you have to judge promos on yourself and then on the whole community. I saw Nick 28 doing that a lot. Nick Benthez is doing that a lot. For myself, team of the year was fantastic. You know, packed three team of the years in form Neymar um, and just absolutely, you know, boosted my team a lot. Uh, but overall, like the content was just weird. You know, the, the upgrade packs came really early and then we got nothing for the last 24 hours. So it was a, it was a very different promo this year than it was the year before, the year before that even. Definitely, definitely it's the promo for big content creators. If you've got a lot of money, if you, like I said, like yourself, you said to a lot of packs, if you have packs, it's great for that. But if you're not one of those people who can save up packs for a long time, it's a, it's a weird promo. I mean, we'll go, Jose, we'll go to you this time. Jose, what did you make of Team of the Year this year? I fully agree with what Shortzak's saying um, because I think we have a different perspective as content creators where we have a lot of reason to save up and we are very intentional in our pack saves or our projects leading up to team of the year. Whereas the casual player may not have the, the intention to do the same. And for someone who hasn't saved packs, either you get an incredibly lucky as we're going to get onto later, or it's a promo where you see everybody else hit big poles and have the time in their lives. And you're just watching your club fall behind after putting in months and months of work. So I think I there's been a lot of speculation. I think EA as a whole is moving all the hype to, closer to team of the season and making team of the year a halfway point as opposed to the actual peak of the ultimate team calendar. Um, and I think that's kind of based on the lower ratings for team of the year cards this year. And you could almost say the lack of content, although that might be a little bit controversial. Um, I, I think there were some missed opportunities but overall, I think it, for me, it was my best team of the year ever by far. Simply packing one, getting icon upgrades done, finally submitting players into SBCs that I'm typically too terrified to do. So for me, it was great, but I see a lot of frustration with it. Slate, are you uh, are you agreeing here? Yeah, I agree with like a lot of the points people make. I think it's a really difficult promo for it's it's exciting. I will say it's a very exciting promo. I think even for the common user, it's like because you. If you pack a team of the year, it's like one of the most like the coolest thing on the planet when, for people that all of us are really addicted to the game in some capacity. So when you pack a team of the year, it is a pretty like fantastic experience. Um, the content, 
I thought it was a really decent promo. I didn't really mind it at all until the last day. And I thought that was just such a slap in the face to everybody because it takes them. They could have, they could have just left the prom, the um, upgrades in the game. They didn't have to remove those at any means. It takes them one second to produce any content they want to during the biggest promo technically in the year, at least at this point of the FIFA game cycle. So I thought that was a huge slap in the face community because you know that they're making, I think I just saw a Footwatch tweet, you know, talking about all the money that EA uh, make and, and you know that it just take it doesn't it doesn't take them a lot to give us the content that people deserve. Um, they're still gonna make a lot of money from it. So I think from that perspective, it's very frustrating. Um, and I would probably give this a very negative review if I didn't back a team near this morning in my bed. But um, that at least turned my hopes slightly around or made me feel slightly better about the fact of all the time I put in. But I, yeah, I can understand if you're a common user and you don't want to spend money on the game and you don't have the ability to save stuff up or the the ability to put that much time into the game that you need to, to save up what you would need to pack something that this promo doesn't feel any different than any other one because your odds are just so slim of packing something. Yeah. That's the biggest thing really is that the odds are so against you. And I think I saw, I believe SPC tips tweeted out uh, earlier last week. That I think on average it would cost around two and a half thousand dollars to pack a team of the year, which is crazy considering that. Um, I know for us, obviously, yeah. yeah. I know from us, obviously, we've we've all packed one. Um, spoiler alert! But definitely, I think it's one of those promos. If you don't pack a player, you feel kind of begrudged. And again, I, I don't know what you should expect to get a team of the year from. Whether if you do, if you have two hundred packs, you expect to get one. Maybe it's five hundred. But I definitely think it's a it's a tough promo to judge. Really, if you don't pack one, if you pack one, it's great. You forget about all the stuff that you've done to you. You're buzzing. You're so happy. But if you don't pack one, it's it really is can get annoying for people. Especially, like I said, the likes of me who didn't do many, didn't do many packs, managed to pack some, and then guys who again do five times, ten times as many packs that I've done and get one or get nothing. It can be tough on those kind of people, really. Yeah. We are going to move on to kind of our experiences, obviously, how our team of the years did go. Slate, I want to start with you. I know you obviously battling against Jose in the packing. In. How how would you describe your team, or how would you go actually go through your team of the year promo? Uh. Well, it was a it was a rocky road. It was exhausting. I will say the experience was um, it was great. It was wonderful. I you know speaking of what you were talking about when you close up the team of your conversation or at least like our first uh, part of this like when it when last night ended and I hadn't been team of the year I like stood in my room, like like slouched over my bed and I was like I it almost felt like like what was the point What did I just spend all that time doing Like what did I just commit all that time to uh, but in, in term, I think you and for all of us, like from content creator perspective, the support everybody got in their communities, like it made the whole team of their promo, regardless of what we packed, I think super worth it. And the fact that people turned out in the way that they did. So it was exhausting. It was a crazy wild ride. I would a hundred percent do it again. Um, but I think it just shows you like the, if you don't want to spend money, the level of like time commitment you need to put into this game to, to like uh, realistically give yourself a chance to pack a team there without getting just extremely lucky. So it was a crazy team of their promo for me. Would you be saying the same thing if you didn't pack a team of the year this morning? Uh, if I didn't pack a team of the year this morning, I probably wouldn't have been on the podcast. I'd probably be like <laughs> laying in a bath right now, listening to like some somber music with a candle, trying to figure out how to brighten my mood. I I was I was pretty down. I think that what everyone's saying you've been down bad is like the new like tw- <laughs> like thing, right? I was super down bad. Uh, but this morning in bed, the uh, Sud America SBC changed my life. So there you go. <laughs> Was that the first one you packed ever? No, I packed okay. two last year before I ever started streaming. 
and I did it in like an hour and a half and I saved like 80 packs and like, Mm -hmm. didn't, didn't like, I discarded golds in pack two of very Bristow type of feel. Uh, and then this year I spent 51 hours and (laughs) didn't pack one on screen. I gotta say that's, that's probably the most unlucky I've ever seen anybody get, uh, get over a full weekend of opening packs. The fact that you, you opened for like four or five hours yesterday and didn't get any walkouts for like four or five hours was just unreal to me. Yeah, we were. I mean, it took it took us four hours to get a walkout. <laughs> if anything, that takes more skill. So I feel like you should be proud of that. I maybe maybe that's the true Pat King, just being the worst yeah. at it. There you go. Yeah, finding the Pat King. Uh, Jose, we'll move on to you next. How would you describe your team, the Primer yourself? Um, a lot of pain. A lot of second guessing and questioning why <laughs> I'm here. And as I say this, I'm getting completely uh, <laughs> roasted by Slater because obviously I was really lucky in that I packed a team of the year. But I think because I've never packed one, and I packed this one so early in the process, I believe it was on Friday on the second day, it skewed my expectations for what was to come because I packed a uh, team of the year Kimmick out of a rare mixed players pack from a league SBC. Um, and I still had my 83 times 25. I still had my 85 times five. And at this point, when I packed that team of the year Kimmick, I was blowing away the competition of the packing. And then things started. Yeah, absolutely. Like destroying the competition. Like it wasn't even close. I started feeling bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's later. It's all jokes. It's all love. But I, um, I, I think I got a skewed perception of what was to come and it started wearing on me to the point where on Saturday I just kind of full sent the club and started discarding golds like crazy, despite, you know, what all of us who are now spending FIFA points say to do, which is, you know, rinse your players. And panic souls anymore. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, we have got some questions from people on Twitter, so we'll get to them at some point. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> and, then, and then just when things were starting to look up, um, the most tragic moment of my life occurred that got me a lot of views on TikTok. So, you know. there's a bright side but it was a very much an an emotional roller coaster i'm still processing it i fell asleep at work today i'm i'm i've suffered a lot but it was worth it so what what did happen to your uh to your club and what happened with the uh with the mbappe situation then um so amongst the madness i was completing gold upgrades and for three days straight i was being completely abused by my chat telling me to do the squad builder option in the SBCs. And so I did exactly that. And lo and behold, Neymar and Mbappe are in the starting 11 to turn into a gold upgrade. And I said, no, that, that can't happen. And so I take Neymar out and I start reading my chat and I didn't realize that Mbappe was at camp and not striker. And uh, yeah, I, d- I didn't realize it until it was too late. And sure enough, at that same time, Hard on Ice started playing and I, my fate was sealed. Uh, even my Spotify knew what had happened. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> all that was left was for me to learn my fate. Which is why I said you won, but at what cost? Yeah, at what cost? <laughs> at what I feel cost? like Thanos. I feel like Thanos. At what cost did I win? Also, there's a fail. Once again, there's a fail safe in the game. That tells you, oh, hey, this player is in like every one of your squads. 
Are you Look, sure you want to submit this? English is my second And then you clicked language. up, and yeah, then you clicked that again. It's my language. I, I think in the midst of it, I, you know, I think if I had my language setting to ink, to Spanish, it would have been good. Um, and that's the so official just another user error. Just another user error and a comedy like, of user errors. Let's let's be real. If you expect anything professional <laughs> from me, I feel like I feel like we have a misunderstanding of what my content's like. Fair. But at the end of the day, it, it gave me. Albeit after the pain, it's a new opportunity for me to try new players, have more fun, give me a reason to try new things. And I think that's going to freshen up not only the stream, but also my experience with the game. So got to roll with the punches what, after the tears. What was the uh, the final score in the packing as well? How close was it come the end? It was very close. 591 points on my side to 561 on his and of course we had a tiered system where you know board was one point all the way up to team of the years being 20 points so uh ea threw a wrench in the plans when nominees came out and honestly the nominees were the difference um i gained 24 points from the nominees mm -hmm. and without that and without team of the year Kimmich, it would have been a completely different story if I could have just packed Trent yesterday, we could have been. You still would have been a whole different world. Who knows what would have happened? <laughs> Who, knows? Who knows? Who knows? I. Uh, but yeah, it was it was really close, and I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna let him just like bury me in the dirt. You did um, an incredible the job. way it was in tre trending. So, I mean, um, when you started Slater, you were down like what two fifty points on. Sunday I'm a sec. Like I've Sunday. told everybody I'm a second half player. I don't yeah. know why you guys didn't see that coming. <laughs> uh, and who doesn't love a good comeback story? And and if honestly, if my pack luck was even. I bet it was a zero out of ten for the until this morning. It was like a two. I think I would have won this this competition. So it was a good, it was really good. Congrats, Jose! You deserved it, but uh, it was close. It was closer than cool. people thought it was going to be. And you did an amazing job. Obviously, I had an Thanks, advantage Bill. with a uh, more <laughs> healthy club at the time that we started. But it, let this be a lesson for everybody because on Saturday I started discarding hundreds of players, and I won by the skin of my skin of my teeth. Whereas Slater, with less coins, did not discard, well, discarded a few, but very few players, and caught up. So if you want to pack a team of the year, you got to give yourself the best chance, and that is by doing league SBCs and making the most of every single player. Well, I'll keep that in mind for next year. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. <laughs> um, we're going to move on the short stack day. Short stack, you had a very, very good team of the year. I, I how had you, an how amazing you go through yours? team of the year. Yeah. Uh, so I would say it's it's the best team of the year I've had since I've run the series. Uh, I started in FIFA 19. Uh, and a very interesting thing to me is like the team of the years I packed this year and the team of the years I packed in FIFA 19 were all from packs that I grinded during team of the year. So like two player packs and the league specific upgrades in FIFA 19. This year, same thing, league specific packs and two player packs. Actually, the same ratio, two from two from two from the two player packs and then one from the 25K packs. Uh, and then last year. I packed them all for my saved packs. Uh, but with that being said, uh, it was a great team of the year. Three packs in Friday night, like when I started my huge pack opening, I packed Neymar in form. So that automatically set things off. I was happy with that for the rest of the team of the year. Then at the end of that night, I packed Davies. Then Saturday night, I packed uh, Neuer. But that was like the only notable pool I had that night. Obviously a huge notable pool. And then um, the only notable pool realistically I had last night, uh, Sunday night, was, you know, Ramos. And that was right at the end of my pack opening as well within like the last 10 to 15 packs. Were you able to get any other SBCs done as well aside with these, uh, with the team of the year? Yeah, 
Yeah, so I did one baby slash mid pack. I did one mid icon SPC. I completed Yago Aspas. I completed Ricardo Kaká. I had like seven squads at the beginning of team of the year left on Kaká. Um, I have one squad currently left on Ronaldo, and I completed Boateng with everything that I crafted as well. So, yeah, I got a lot done just in general, and my team has absolutely been boosted in the last two days. Yeah, I think definitely, I think, like I said, going off my opinion of Team of the Year as well, is that I got extremely lucky. Obviously, I know all of you guys probably grinded way more than me, had loads more packs saved up. Definitely that the ones I packed, obviously packed two Team of the Years, both from pretty pretty crap packs. I got Virgil van Dijk from a two rare gold player pack, literally from a gold upgrade pack, which I don't know how it happened. I was not expecting it. I was going through packs quickly. All of a sudden, I see the purple. I'm like, uh, hang on a minute. And I get a VVD. And then the other one I think I got from a Bundesliga premium upgrade. So definitely, I said, I know you guys probably at 8-3 times 25 packs. Did any, you didn't you guys didn't pack any team of the years from an 8-3 times 25, did you? No. no. I got I super trolled on that, by the way. Yeah. It was awful. I well, got a Brazilian inform walkout, and it was Marcelo from that pack. From yeah. that pack, I got Marcelo. I was like, oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh, it's Neymar. This is the like finally something. Marcelo. <laughs> Last year, my troll team of the year, team of the week was Mark Noble. I packed him mm -hmm. at least 15 times. This yeah. year it was Marcelo, painfully enough. But uh, I got nominee Robertson from the 83 times 25. So, which is good. We were, it, it was great. Yeah. It was great. But I think that was already at like 3, 3.30 a.m. And I was at the point of no return. I couldn't even enjoy it at the time. Yeah. No, I actually, out of all the packs I opened, I packed zero nominees. I know Slater packed zero nominees also. I packed um, a nominee, actually. I I did. Packed, yeah, see, I, I opened probably 1,500 packs, probably 1,200 of them after the nominees actually went into packs, and I got zero wow. from all the league upgrades and all the two-player packs and save packs and everything, zero nominees. You want to trade? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stop. Uh, I wish trading could make some sort of uh, appearance in the game. As far as trading player for player? Player for player, player for player plus coins, something like that. Yeah. The only issue of that, I think, they, the reason why they got rid of that is the uh, the whole co coin selling stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But also with these team of the year cards, did any of you pack any team of the year or nominee that was tradable, or not? Not this year. Yes. My team of the year Kimmick is tradable. My nominee was tradable. Because I think I think yeah. they definitely were kind of more geared towards untradable cards this year. And definitely that's why yeah. a lot of us are coming out of the team of the year with next to nothing in our club, especially obviously yeah. with, with you guys going through certain other packs as well. Obviously, uh, Slater, did you go through any icon packs in team of the year? Yeah, I did a baser mid. Um, got um, Ronald Koeman, which is whatever. Um, but I will say from like the tradable perspective, I even though I knew it was less packs for me long-term, I took only tradable rewards um, from every single division rival every single week once we started our pack save because I really wanted a tradable card because i think it is just so valuable because everyone i mean mm -hmm. i think if you look in your club i think everyone's club for the most part has like just your entire club's untradeable and i was like man it's it the value of having a like very very high value tradable card is like worth its weight in gold now moving forward yeah. so that's like I, I pivoted my strategy um i wish it would have worked out better but i did get robertson tradable at least yeah, no, that's good. One of the one of the different things I did this year was I actually made sure to sell like all of my high value gold cars that I got out of packs that I got tradable. I started team of the year with about twenty thousand coins, and last night I was up to three hundred k, just off of like four days of opening. So 
it was kind of wild, like just getting some good high rated, you know, 85s, 86s that go for 20K, 15K here, things like that. I made it all the way up to 300K in four days. It was wild. Same exact boat, dude. 300K in the club, I think, or 220. Well, I ripped 250K backs last night in a desperation attempt, I think. Um, But uh, (laughs) that same thing. And I have like 2,600 players in my club. So it worked out pretty well. Yeah. We have got two. I've got, we've got a few questions here. I want to go, we'll start with Jose first. Jose, we've got a question here from Jack O'Brien, and we also have one from Wes here. So the two questions for you here. Did Jose sell Neymar because he was scared? And also, why did Jose buy FIFA points? Uh, what's your answer to those questions? <laughs> yes. So starting with the FIFA points, that was after the packing. That about was FIFA points? Lot. Yeah, after the packing <laughs> was done. After, like, everything was done. It was not part of the competition. No, I'm not saying even a part of the competition. I'm saying yeah, I'm just, I didn't know you bought FIFA points, and it's almost like, why? <laughs> uh, just as a full send, I wanted to put the entire club into liquidation because afterwards that was just like my little time to see if I could get another one before it was all over. And my send-off to my usage of FIFA points, I have committed to uh, to my bank account <laughs> into my loans to uh, pay those off and not be a FIFA point rat. So uh, that's my new mission for the rest of FIFA 21. So that's why I bought it. I wanted to give myself one last shot and say adios to that part of me. As far as Neymar, um, I felt like it was a it was a really fun. It, it, I, okay, it was planned from the beginning. I didn't think I would have to do it during the pack. I wanted to get rid of him because I've already used him for near 500 games, and I wanted to try something new with the club. I didn't think I would have to use him. I wish just shows how wonderful Slater did um, to grind his whole club. But it, it, it was something that was planned, and it was something that definitely bought into the hype for the packing. Um, I just didn't think I was going to lose Mbappe too, so that made it a little more difficult. But, yeah, that's that's the Neymar situation. Yeah, a little one too there. We've got one for Slater here as well uh, from Viv's FIFA. It said, was the Cadiz player I snapped worth it? It was because Vivek will go down in history for, for that effort. Um, we were up against the clock. I think it took me 23 minutes to get a Cadiz, Cadiz player, whatever that, however you pronounce that team's name. And he sniped one for us, which is great. Um, and if that didn't happen, the dominoes don't fall. I don't wake up in the morning. I don't do the sued. I don't get Trent. Absolutely. All things happen for a reason. So Vivek is maybe directly responsible for us, for our team in the year. <laughs> I would like to point out that I opened like, 40k of silver packs for uh, Slater to try to get a I heard that I was in my chat and someone's like stacks opening silver packs trying to get you a uh, Cadiz player I'm like this is I I almost cried I almost wept on stream because that was such a beautiful gesture from you amazing and I've got we've got another question here Saturday one aim is more towards you here Um, obviously Son and Tiago were the 12th man nominees but they didn't get an honorable mention what's your opinion on that short stack I just don't know where EA got him from honestly because like there was, they could have put all of the honorable mentions or all of the votes in, even the Josalu card, you know, the guy that got 16th with whatever team he's in in La Liga. Um, I don't know why they didn't put more in. I kind of understand why they didn't. I don't know. It's just, it's just a weird one. Um, but as far as Tiago and Son, I feel like they definitely should have gotten in. I just feel they knew that so many people would be opening, you know, the 25K player packs and so many of their save packs and everything like that, that why give them two good cards? That That's really what it is, because realistically, the cards that they brought out as honorable mentions, they're not 
on par with what people have in their clubs already. Maybe Robertson and maybe uh, Navas, but Son and Tiago would have been way too good for the game, you know, or for, for what people have in their teams. Yeah, no, it's a bit of a weird one. We're going to have a quick break here. After the break, we're going to go over future stars and also our plans for the rest of the So we'll be right back. Welcome back from the break. So in this part of the podcast, we're going to go over the next promo, which is never announced today. It's going to be future stars. And at the final part, we're going to go over our plans for the rest of FIFA leading up to team of the season. So obviously, future stars, I think it's definitely one of the biggest talked about promos or most talked about promos. I don't know how you guys feel about it. For me, I've always enjoyed future stars. I mean, whilst it's been in FIFA, I definitely think it's a great promo. I don't know whether this year will be as big as previous years, but I think there's still going to be room for some good, good players to be involved there. We'll start with you, Jose. Jose, what's been your kind of previous experiences with future stars? Future Stars is actually my single favorite promo um, ever released. I didn't play FIFA Ultimate Team consistently or year-round, quote-unquote, until FIFA 20. But FIFA 19, Future Stars Quinduzi was the only reason I kept playing up through, let's say, March. Um, oddly enough, I just had a fascination for the card. No, partly he, because he, was, it's he was a good card then. He was a good card. Very balanced player. It, it just felt good it was a good player to use it felt fulfilling to get him it was the first time i felt like i had accomplished something with the game and um i i in real life love to follow youth prospects in football uh whether it's arsenal or you know other teams i i really love to see developing players so the future starts promo is right up my alley and it's my most anticipated promotion of the year uh, i would say even beyond team of the year the only unfortunate thing it's coming right after team of the year so i'm gonna be shuffling around to see how i can get any of those guys it's a strange one because i know they usually do a winter upgrade and kind of mm-hmm. every, people get like a plus one plus two plus three and obviously last year they, they had the winter refresh and only the guys who got plus three actually got an a upgrade on the card so That's it's gonna be gonna be interesting that. well they've added it in so early but i get what they've done it slater are you are you a big fan of a few stars what's your take on future stars yeah, I like Future Stars a lot. It, it kind of feels like what a video game, what this video game should be, right? Like you take these cards that are like unusable or like, or maybe your fan favorites, and then you make them just ridiculously as overpowered as maybe some of the best players in real life football. And I think that's like kind of what this video game should be about is, and I think they've done a really good job with that this year. I mean, there's so many cards this year that they've released that are like kind of random cards that you would never think of having that people start using their team and future stars is kind of in that capacity yes is it like famous players most of the time but it makes these like young wonder kids that a lot of people's like favorite clubs have all of a sudden you can use them alongside your other favorite players in the game and so i think like from a video game standpoint from what fifa is it it fits so naturally with what like what type of promos they should be running that's what i think promos really should be about it's kind of adding to the current player base adding more usable plays and that's what it does. Every single one of these players usually is a very low-rate card. It's a massive boost. I know, I remember last year, they had likes of Haaland and um, Lautaro Martinez, I think, were the two headlines, as well as Jao Felix. So then there's going to be some good, good rate cards, but also there's, there's some like basically lower ones who were like pretty bronzes or silvers who will still be usable. We'll get a big boost, but I think we'll, it's going to be interesting to see what they come out with. Short stack, are you, uh, are you a big fan of Future Stars? Yeah, so I am. Back when they started it, in FIFA 19, I didn't really care for it. I didn't pack any of them, and they were just way too expensive for myself, so I just didn't really care. Plus, it was right after Team of the Year, and my team was already – it was decent, but whatever. Um, this year – or last year, I liked it because I packed two of them. I packed the um, 
the center back from Lazio, the Luis Felipe, and then the uh, the Brazilian uh, left back from Atletico. Oh, Renan Lodi. Yeah, Renan Lodi. And they were in my team all the way up until team of the season. I loved those two cards. Like, they were 86 and 87 rated, and I never would have thought that I would have used them, and I definitely wouldn't have, wouldn't have ever bought them. Um, but I love Future Stars because, like you guys said, like, it just boosts players that wouldn't get boost anyways. Like Jude Bellingham is never going to get, you know, a 90, 89 rated card this year. He might not even get an 84 rated card this year. Um, and there, there's just a lot of cool cars that come into the game for this. And I think that's a lot of people's favorite promos. The ones that like shapeshifters last year where they, was it shape? No, not shapeshifters. Yeah. Shapeshifters last year where like they changed positions yeah. and the cars don't really match like something that happened in real life. Cause like team of the tournament is cool and all, but you do end up with like the Alvaro Moratas and the Acerbees that don't really matter. But like all of these cards, they they all matter and they're all good in some sort. Usually, yeah, usually with future stars is that most of these cards are usable. I think all, well, nearly all of them will be. Obviously, we've got a prediction here. Obviously, some cards could get in there. I think the three that I think are pretty guaranteed, at least from what I've seen a lot of, is going to be Camavinga, the midfielder from Ron, uh, Rennes. We've got F- Ansu Fati. And then the other one I saw as well looks like Saka, which I know Jose is going to be very, very happy yeah. with that one there. So there could be a lot of English cars in there too. Obviously, I know obviously a few Americans possibly too. Obviously, Gio Reyna from Dortmund. You've got Sergino Dest from Barcelona. So there's definitely a lot of usable cards here. Did you guys remember the the upgradable cards from last year? Was it the Dan James? It was Martin Odegaard and Dan James. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I want to say maybe even Osiman. Yeah. Yes, yes, uh-huh. that was one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So are you did Which you is guys? Yeah, do you like that idea last year, guys? Yeah, super it, yeah. cool. Like grindable, not only grindable better cards, but like they also did like the full skill upgrades where it's not just their cards like overalls better, but they get better weak foot and like better yeah. skill moves and like it changes their like uh I think maybe even some of their work rates in some capacity. Mm-hmm. That is like them utilizing every tool that they have to make a card like more fun to grind. And they've done some of that this year with changing like um skill moves, weak foot, stuff like that. It just it's it's such a fun little like very minute detail that they can add to a card, but it makes it that much cooler um and more desirable. Which to be fair, they probably should do with all of the future stars and they never re- they didn't last year and they didn't the year before. But like Wyoming Gatuka could be five star or five star in yeah. you know four or five years when he has this card. So yeah, I, I think that they should definitely do that with all of them, not just a few, like a hand selected few. Yeah, didn't that, Martinelli have like two star weeks? Yeah, I was about, about yeah. to speak about Martinelli there. There was there's an issue. Obviously, some of these cards are getting like a, a plus 20, a plus 25 upgrade, but they aren't very specific on the upgrades they give them. They basically say, we're going to do a plus 25 on all the stats. And then you're left with, I think Martinelli had really low composure last year as well. So yeah, it looks like a good card, but there is obviously issues within it. Jose, what were you going to say there? Sorry. Uh, no, you're fine. And I'm sorry to interject. Uh, most players in the future stars from last year ended up with like three star, three star. Mm-hmm. and it rendered most of them useless the week after the promo. Um, so that's my one big hope um, for the promo, not even who's released, but that they have accurate stats compared to their potential. Uh, because, for example, if a Saka comes out and he's three-star, three-star, I'm going to bend the entire promo and go and play Among Us. <laughs> it, it, we We... They've done an amazing job. I just hate to see them drop the ball at the last second, like they did with what we mentioned earlier with Team of the Year. Yeah, I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll do that as well. I think obviously they've they've listened to a lot of people. Obviously with the uh, with the newly released Wayne Rooney, which I mean, yeah, I'm a. I mean, like guys, you can see behind me, I've got a signed Wayne Rooney 
Uh, probably one of the best goals of all time. Um, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so glad that they gave Rooney an adjustment to his skills and weak foot. Um, I said, hopefully with these cards and future stars, they should do that as well. I said, I mean, it is a promo that people should expect to pack a card, not like Team of the Year. And it, I think it's a bit sneaky from them though, because they know how much everyone has future stars. And they also know that everyone's rinsed through their clubs for mm. Team of the Year. So it doesn't really give much space for people to be able to build up stuff or build up packs for the next promo, which then comes back to the fact that people will need to spend money if they want to go through and open these packs. So who knows what happens? Hopefully it's a two-week promo. Hopefully it's a lot of good objectives for us to grind for. And that's why I like Future Stars last year. The, the, the three players, the Ozzermen, Dan James and Odegaard, they were three good players. I, I don't hope that they're going to take longer to grind towards. But what I wouldn't mind is that you've got to maybe use that card for a little, maybe a little bit longer. I know the community hates working for a card. And obviously there's going to be some way that people will make it quick and easy. And I, that's what, I mean, I'm going to go off a bit off topic here, but I feel like people don't like playing the game. Again, you saw during Team of the Year, there was not really any grindable objective cards. And there was a lot of menu, or not a lot of menu content, but everyone, if you saw everyone streaming, Everyone was on the menus. I said, you you three guys didn't play Weekend League at all. I, I luckily managed to get some, I'm well, not luckily, but managed to get Weekend League as well. So it's very yeah. tough for, I don't know. I, I just think the community this year is slowly moving more towards menu stuff. And like I think we said beforehand on the podcast that the people would rather watch menu content than watching people actually play the game. Um, unless you're like a pro. Yeah. Realistically, unless you're like super crazy good. I told like I think all of us like we go to play like a week in the game and like your view you like <laughs> your viewership be like you'll be like oh there goes like five people God forbid people. you choose to play squad battles it's over yeah. <laughs> oh man I did that once oh. was, you did that like two days game. ago I did it uh like the day before the promo <laughs> before team of the year because I needed to finish like one last objective yeah. to get a pack yeah. everybody was going off on you like imagine playing squad battles <laughs> yeah it was like like oh play more please it's so entertaining I'm like oh my god it's part of the game like I need to do this yeah but well, I do I do understand what you're saying Bristo I think like yeah people don't want to watch gameplay which is interesting because it's a video it's the only one it's the game of the game that you're playing which is kind of interesting to think about yeah. i think yeah. i don't know if yeah. i mentioned this last week i also mentioned to my wife that the biggest people on twitch or the big streamers don't actually stream the game and she's like that's such a weird concept like people people would rather watch people play play a video game but not play the game mm -hmm. um and again she's got no idea what it feels like to pack a van dyke from a two rare player pack but i mean <laughs> it is what it is it is what it is um i also want to move on to some potential flashbacks to future stars is there been any any cards that you guys have liked previously i'm going to start for me a card that i liked a lot in fifa 19 was luka jovic when he's at frankfurt that card oh, okay. was mad and had a five star weak foot um and i think the Husem Aurar in fifa 19 as well were, was another great card Short stack, I'll start with you here. Obviously, now you've got the, the Eintracht Frankfurt scarf there. Any previous cards that you wouldn't mind seeing a flashback? Uh, I mean, in, in FIFA 19, I didn't really use any of them. Like I said, Luka Jovic would be a cool one just because, yeah, like you said, I have the Frankfurt scarf right here. Um, the only one that would actually, like, get the community hyped, I guess, is what I would, I would think about would be, like, a flashback Havertz because he hasn't really done much this year. It could be a very, like, a very... Um, a uh, good candidate for a flashback to his FIFA 19 future stars, or even like a flashback to, you know, they said that he was going to be a future star. He got a team of the season that year, you know, things like that. So 
Yeah. Slater, any uh, any previous cards that you wouldn't mind getting a flashback or not? Uh, none that come to mind. I mean, I got I've prayed to the heavens for my whole the whole cycle that a Dabala special card would come out because he's injured and has been playing a bunch and it did. So for me, I'm like. I'm good for the rest of the year. I got nothing to worry about. Anything that comes is just gravy after that. So nothing. I know it's not a great answer for you guys, but I just, there's no there's no other card I really ever wanted in the game, and I got the card that I wanted. So I'm. It's like it's like Jose getting a Saka. I'm assuming, it's like that level of, of love for that card. Jose, you uh, would would you like a Gwen Doozy as well? Tell you what, I wouldn't mind it. <laughs> not at all. It's kind of the only uh, future stars player I've really used besides you know, the objective players from last year. But if we're talking about young players or at least like hyped players that when they were in their youth, uh, controversially enough, my favorite player in FIFA 17 was an 84 informed Deli Alley, someone who's kind of in obscurity right now and was always lauded for his talents at a young age. So I think it makes sense to have some sort of flashback to him. He's in the Premier League. He hasn't had a special card this year. And I'd really like to use him in my team again. Okay. So, uh, my, uh, I'm sorry for interjecting. One of my favorite cards ever in like any FIFA game I've ever played. I used to love bronze cards, bronze specials, which they've like kind of removed from the game. There was a team of the season, MK Dons Deli Alley. I set around a full bronze team and did oh, wow. one. And I don't know, FIFA, whatever the heck that was, 15, 16, wow. whatever. That card was like, oh, it was like Holet. That dude was the best box box yeah. midfield I've ever used. So uh, that's a great call out of like a retro Deli Alley. would be super fun. I think yeah, that. there could be another Silver Stars as well. I mean, I, I've been a big fan of Silver Stars. I don't know what you guys are made of that, but I think definitely maybe some few more Silver Stars players mm-hmm. and maybe a, a future Stars Silver Star. Could be, That'd be super ooh. fun. Yeah, they could, you know, flashback, give a, a flashback Future Stars because they haven't done that yet. Or like a flashback uh, Silver Stars, excuse me, to to that Deli Alley you know, that team of the season card, that'd be, you know, a cool thing. Cause they obviously just gave us a Ronaldo that was, you know, way lower rated. So why can't they do it from a gold to a silver, you know, yeah. something like that. Did any of you guys get around to doing that Ronaldo card or not? Yep. He's in One my squad team. Left. One squad left. Have you, for those guys who've used him, have you, what do you make of him? Haven't played a game with him. <laughs> <laughs> so I've uh, accidentally created a right mid FC I got Ronaldo. I've used Hakimi in the past, and he's still in my squad. And I packed George Best and Garinch out of my icon packs. So I've got a lot to play with. And I used Ronaldo as a central striker um, because I had his gold card in the beginning of the year. And it's actually a really good value SBC, in my opinion. Um, If you expect gold Ronaldo to make 9 out of 10 shots, flashback Ronaldo will make 7 out of 10 shots. And he's just a tiny bit slower, but you don't feel the difference because despite him also being weaker, the body type in game that Ronaldo has is always going to make him a threat. And I've been playing this around in my head. And I think I know the answer. If you gave me a team with that Ronaldo in it, I wouldn't be able to tell you if it's a gold card or the flashback. Yeah, I, I played against him a few times this weekend, and <laughs> I, said, I I couldn't yeah. tell which Ronaldo I was playing against. Well, I think one time I didn't bother looking at the squad screen. I saw Ronaldo on the field, and I think the um, the flashback ended up scoring against me. And I mean, like I said, defensively, I was able to win the ball maybe a bit easier from that player, but mm-hmm. you can't tell the difference. And I think a lot of the community were up in arms, were complaining, "Oh my God, how how bad is this card? Look at the stats. Like, there's base normal gold cards better than this Ronaldo." But definitely, there's a lot of cards out there that. You don't know how good they are until you use them. And the tough yeah. thing with SPCs is that people aren't willing to put all that stuff into an SPC to then try them out. 
which is why maybe I, I would like there to be a few more loan cards. I know the uh, people in friendlies probably don't want more loan cards because your whole team would be full of great players, but definitely loan cards, I think, are a good viable option to try yeah. out these cards for you. But, you yeah. could easily have a loan that expires even after friendlies games. They could know? do that, yeah. Um, if it's an SBC of a player that's actually out, for example, the freeze for Mino, instead of having him for the rest of the year, maybe have him expire in seven real games or in 14 friendlies games. Yeah. Or even like a, even a timed loan maybe as well, like a week yeah. or two weeks. Mm-hmm. That's um, perfect. Yeah. They also used to, they used to do that for player of the month. Every player of the month had a loan version back in FIFA 19, I think it was, uh, that you could get through objectives or like a smaller SBC. And even last year, they gave out loans all the time for the special cards that were in SBCs. I don't know why they, they stopped that this year. They did some this year. They have done some, especially during um, foot freeze. I feel like they gave a ton. Yeah, freeze. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And then they gave a loan messy that you could grind towards. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely, it's, it is a nice way to be like, okay, I don't know if I want to sink 300K worth of assets into this thing. Let me test it three times. But that doesn't help EA. And if it doesn't help EA, they're not doing no good. Yep. <laughs> like we always speak about, they're a business and the fact that yeah. they don't give us these loans means that you've got to put the stuff into the SPC <laughs> to then try and So you're screwed mm-hmm. after you've done it. You've got no choice. So uh, definitely good marketing and good business from them. We're going to move on now to the final part of the podcast. We're going to go over our plans for kind of the rest of FIFA. I know we're basically at the, what I mean, it, it, we're only about two or three months in, but it kind of is the midpoint as far as Team of the Year goes. Or it usually is a midpoint. And uh, kind of what we want to do all the way up until team of the season. Short side, I want to start with you this time. How is your club looking right now? And what are you planning to do moving forward all the way up until team of the season? Yeah. So, like I said, I got up to about 300K it's like at the end of team of the year. I'm down to about 150 now because I did do a few SBCs this morning, like as a last ditch effort. And then I, uh, I'm a footballer, made me open a 50K pack with coins with one of my channel points redemptions. <laughs> um, so I, I did that. So I'm down to 150K or so. My club is okay because I don't grind league SBCs like Jose and Slater do. I'm more of a, you know, play the game because I, I actually like how my team looks now. I always get to that point to where I start to like where, how my team looks and that's where I'm at now. Um, and I think for the rest of the year, I'm going to take only tradable rewards every week. I know Slater does that mostly anyways, but instead of like keeping the players and using them in the SBCs that are out, I'm going to legitimately sell every single player that I get and just see, you know, if I can get three, 4 million coins by team of the season and see, like it show people basically that if you get your, like your players and manage your club correctly, you can have an insane coin balance without even trading. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to try to do something like that for the rest of the year. I tried it last year, gave up after three days because I didn't want to sell anything anymore. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna try again this year. We'll give it a real shot. Would you say there's any weak areas in your team right now that you want to improve or not? Uh, I was looking at this future stars prediction. If we get that Kamavinga, I want him so bad. I use Alwar Freeze as a center mid right now, and he's great as a center mid. I have always loved Alwar, especially since his team of the season back in, what, 19 was it? Um he, he's a great card, but he's just not good enough as a C, as a center mid. Kamavinga would absolutely go straight into the team, and that's really the only weak spot. Maybe eventually Renato Sanchez in form will come out, but other than that, I mean, you know, there's there's really no place for me to upgrade at the moment. Yeah, it definitely is tough with the fact that we're going after team of the year. I know obviously all of us had a fairly decent team of the year, so our clubs are at a decent point, and 
it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of up the power curve moving towards the team of the season. Like I said, I think Jose mentioned earlier that the the cards have been lower for team of the year, so team season is going to be the grand finale. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, although I think these team of the year cards will still be the the best, at least for a while. Slater, you, is your club looking good at What are your plans for the rest of FIFA going into the team of the season? Club looks really solid. Um I, I so like when I first started streaming, um, which is right around like I think it was April of last year. Um, I always kind of I always I should always have about two K players in my club. I kind of like I'm very efficient about the way that I rinse my club, and I basically want to be able to every single time I play FIFA not have to actually play the game. So like I will have three four hour just menu streams of just doing league SBCs and chatting, which is like my favorite type of a stream. So I'm right, I'm very close. If I could probably get one more player around like 150 200k tradable value to sell, I should be able to manipulate the game throughout the rest of the year without really needing to try and weaken league anymore by just be doing and doing menus all year long. I think after this week, I'll definitely sweat it up super hard this weekend league because I have a new team, like a team that I want to try out. Um, but after that, I think maybe doing some really fun like. Um, community like created squads, some silver teams, some bronze teams, some like wacky nation teams, just having fun with the game. Now that like, I feel like the serious part of the game is kind of over for me. Um, and now until team of season, I can just kind of enjoy it a little bit more than I have been. So that's, that's kind of my plan is just to relax a little bit more than I have been in the past. Yeah, we'll be, I think it will be interesting to see the amount of people who maybe take a bit more time off from FIFA as a whole. Um, just because we are at a point now where, like I said, a lot of our teams are looking good it's really hard to improve them too much without changing it really. And mm -hmm. it might come a point where we say, look back. So we do like a, a past and present of certain teams, the clubs like that. It's trying to make the game more fun, which it gets to a point now where it is too hard to have fun. I feel bad for those guys who, I mean, I don't feel bad for them, but the guys who spend thousands of FIFA points and have a God squad. And I wonder like, what do they do when they get to that team? The, for me, most of the fun from FIFA is trying to build towards that next player and trying to grind towards getting more coins, stuff like that. And when you get to that kind of pinnacle of the game, that's when you really stop playing. So, uh, so are you? is there any kind of past and present teams that you wouldn't you want to try out? Um, I, I was going to do a past and present Juventus squad, but I was so in the mud when the Kadira and Sandro SBCs came out that I couldn't, I physically couldn't complete them. Um, so maybe do something like that down the road. I think if I could, if there are enough Armenian players in the team, I would definitely try that. But since there aren't, there's only like four Armenian players in the entire <laughs> team. Um, I'll do a passive present, like Italian squad. Um, that could be super fun. And then I want to do a full bronze team, um, and see how far we can get. We did a full silver team at the team in end of the team of season last year. Um, and I want to see how far I can take a full bronze team in weekend league. So I think that's probably what I'm looking to do. How far did you get with that silver team last year? We got gold too. We were, uh, we were 17 and 13 at the end of it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, sweating it out with some, uh, some Nigerian silvers. It was an absolute blast. <laughs> and Jose, we're going to move on to you here. Are you, are you kind of along the same lines here? What are your plans for the rest of the year building up to team of the season? I'd like to say first, it hurts that my best finish in weekend league ever is Slater's finish with a silver team. Um, so I, I guess I'm going to have to reevaluate a lot more than I thought. Um, <laughs> But if I could live a cycle of FIFA like we do the first two weeks where every single pack matters, every single gold player is usable, and you get to find out who you enjoy, these hidden gems, things like that. If I could live those two weeks for an entire year, I would. That's my favorite time of the year. And every year that I've played Ultimate Team since FIFA 16, I've either started a new club after Christmas slash Team of the Year 
or stop playing the game. Once I have a good squad, I want to de- deconstruct it at all, or completely is what I mean to say, which is partly why Neymar's gone. Um, so my goal is going to be a gold one finish. I'm going to do my best to hold on to this great squad that I have. Um, but besides that first 18, I'm going to be really having fun. Like Slater said, the series part of the game is over. I've done something I've never done. Pack a team of the year. Now I want to see, I, I might even create a YouTube series around him. Like I did around my pack pulled Mbappe last year and put a bronze team around him and see how I do in rivals and work my way up as high as in the divisions as I can rock a weekend league team, see how much I suffer. But I, I like the dichotomy between a God tier card with a bunch of scrubs around him. And I think that makes a game more fun. And I've learned how to become a better player by doing that. And it's been more rewarding. There comes to a point where you can only do so many uh, you know, 90 rated SBC players, and then the game starts to feel stale. I almost quick sold my 96 Modric last year just because it was, it, it got boring. Isn't so, that funny that like we chase the best players in the game, we get pissed when we don't get them. And then when you get the best team that you feel like you have, you don't want to play the game anymore. <laughs> Isn't that funny. such a ridiculous like mindset to have? Maybe we're the maybe EA aren't the problem. Maybe we're all a disaster. You know, because that's I, that is that's when you think about it, we put all this work in to get the best team possible. Yeah. And the moment we do, we're like, okay, well, then this game's boring. I do think yeah. I'm in the minority there. Sorry for interrupting you, uh Slates. But yeah, I do think I'm in the minority there because I I like my team and I actually like playing with my team. You know, I, I know I'm also in the minority because I have an insane team, but, um, uh, but like, I would love to, you know, go and get elite three, maybe even elite two in the next coming months. Cause I've never gotten elite before. Um, I would shame. love to, what, all right. Um, I would love to go out and like I said, see how many coins I can get by team of the season. I would love to get more icons in the team. Like for, for myself, I feel like I'm never done upgrading the team because, like the the FIFA cycle doesn't really start for me until after team of the year because I don't open any packs. I, I realized at the beginning of team of the year that I was getting so excited about 83s and 84 rated players to where everybody else was like, oh, another 83 and 84. I haven't packed those 83s and 84s this year. So it, like the FIFA cycle really starts back up for me now because I've got a team, I can use a team and I'm finally caught up and even past the power curve. It's definitely, like I said, it's always trying to basically set goals for yourself to achieve. But what we'll say is when you get to that point where your team is that, like as good as yours, it costs a hell of a lot of coins to upgrade that team. So are you sure, are you planning on trying to trade? What are your kind of, what are your methods to really build up coins now? So I'll trade a little bit. I've actually been doing pretty well with like finding players who, you know, are two, three K and will go up to four or five K consistently. I actually did it during team of the year. Like the first day of team of the year I bought, uh 50 hermosos for 2k and i sold them all for 3k on friday um so i made you know 170 or however many that is maths um coins uh doing that so i am going to trade a little bit but i would like to see just how many coins i can amass just based off selling players from packs basically um there's obviously no way you can play this game and not trade a little bit you know everybody buys a silver on accident for 450 and they're like oh he's 700 coins let me let me sell them now um so I would like to keep that to a minimum, basically. Yeah, that sounds good. We are going to go over a few questions here. Um, we've got one here from Ethan LFC. He basically asks, uh, 
your favorite card to you or what favorite card you've used so far this FIFA and why? Um, Slayer, I want to start with you first. Who, what's been your favorite card you've used so far this FIFA and why? Yeah, uh, I have 86 for the final Alfonso Davies, and I think he is unbelievable. Of a card. Like, it's almost like it feels like you can do anything with him on the field, and when it when I, I push him so far into the attack, it's out of this world. Like he is he's like around the box every attack I have. And then he is hunting people down from 60 yards. If he, it feels like he's never gonna catch up and he is sprinting at a pace I've never seen before. It's why I was like, I can't imagine what that team of the year card is like, honestly, because his 86 feels like the most athletic card on the field. It really does. Sure, yeah, you're gonna have a, a ball with that guy. Dude, um, and I think for me, like as a pure left back and in, in like a four, two, three, one, or he has like 30 something goal contributions and I don't even like try to force the ball up with him. It's he's wonderful. He makes the game very fun to play with. It's interesting that he, your favorite players are left back. I wouldn't, wouldn't say I wouldn't find many people have their favorite players are left back, but I'm, I'm a defender at core. It's like when I take the most pride in the game, I'm not great at attacking. I, but I am a wall, like try and break me down. And that's, I have a lot of pride in that part of the game. So yeah. <laughs> sure. So we'll move on to you here. Who, who's been your favorite player so far this year? Yeah, so, I mean, up until team of the year, it was 90 Brutuguenio. I got him in August. He's going to get a 1,000 goal contri- or a thousand goals, a 1,000 assists, and a 1,000 games for me. He's already halfway there. Um, but after playing eight – I played eight games today in Rivals. It was some of the worst gameplay I've ever played, to be fair. <laughs> but I had a lot of fun with Neymar, obviously, but I also had a lot of fun with that team of the year, Davies. I did the same thing. I would give him the ball in the right wing because I have him at right back. And I would literally just run up the field with him. And at, at some points I would get shots off. He hasn't gotten any goals or assists for me yet in eight games, but uh, I can definitely tell that he'll get there because he is just an unreal player. He's so tall. He runs so fast because his legs are so long. And uh, I, I just can't wait to, you know, score top bins with his left foot every now and again. <laughs> and Jose, finally, who, who's been your favorite player so far this year? He's kind of become a meme of the, uh, of the channel, but wants to watch Akimi. Uh, we did a big pack openings kick off the year during the ones to watch promo on the release. And the first pack I opened, it was a 7.5 K pack and Hakimi was there. So uh, he was literally in my first squad. I played in weekend league and he's made a sub appearance every game since um, I stick him at DM. I pass him the ball and I run out of position and it's, it's a blast every time. And uh, if I lose, if I never hit gold one, because Hakimi is, not there to make a last chance tackle because I take him out of DM, then I'll die a happy man. Even though half the time he's there because he's that fast. So it, it, he's a blast. He's fun. A two-star weak foot is nothing when you've got the looks that he does. Uh, he's a beautiful man, beautiful player, beautiful card. And I recommend everybody everybody buy him. He's only like 30K, and I've invested in about 400 of them, so I need you guys to uh, drive that <laughs> price up. I was gonna say I, I'm shocked you haven't hit gold one. Talking about but just wheel pulling all your defensive players out of position. <laughs> as long fun. as you're aware of it, at least you know why. Maybe that might be the case. If um, you've never played for Lynn Mendy, a striker, you've never lived. True, or a Cam, as Nepo said. What about you, Bristo? Who's like your your guy? Ah, the tough one for me is that I had headliners headliners Lozano for a few weeks. And that guy was was so good, so fun to use, but so frustrating at times too. I mean, I've, I've, I've got good players in my club. I've obviously got Untradeable and Mbappe, which probably been the best card I've used, I would say, so far. Um, but as far as fun, Lozano is definitely up there. Purely 99 pace. Again, it's three-star weak foot. maybe a bit iffy, but the fact that he's not strong maybe as well. But fun card, very expensive. I mean, 
these headliner cards are going for a crazy price. I don't believe that they, they justify those prices. I think I bought them for around 595k and managed to sell them for about 750. So wow. I made a bit of profit in them as well. So not too bad. I mean, okay. I'm a, always a big fan <coughs> of Emmanuel Petit as well. Petit is probably one of my all time favorite icons. And the ponytail helps him on the field. I yeah. know Jose will be able to tell you the power of the ponytail. Um, <laughs> Stunning. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely one of my favorite players. Um, we are going to wrap things up there. We're going to go over our guests and where you can find them. Short stack, we'll start with you. Where can people find you? Uh, short stacked on YouTube with the space in between. Short stacked all together on Twitch. Uh, and I think it's short underscore stacked on Twitter. And uh, when do you normally sure stream you on Twitch? Uh, so right now during the week, I am streaming either at during content drop or around 9 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and then on the weekends, it's usually 9 p.m. Eastern time. Pretty standard. Okay, perfect. And Slater, where people find you? Uh, I am Slater AC on Twitch, um, and then every other platform, TikTok included, might I add. Slater AC underscore. Sadly, that that name is taken on a lot of different platforms. So YouTube, Twitter, and uh, Twitch, you can find me in those places. In terms of streaming, I stream almost every single day. So you can what, find me there yeah, around what? six PM Central Time, twelve UK. And you always do a is it every single day you do a daily content review? Uh, daily content reviews on Twitter. Yeah, thank you for the plug. Appreciate it. Although my Xbox died and uh, and my OBS crashed today, so I'm oh, no, I'm no. really in a kind of an interesting position in life. So I gotta I gotta reevaluate some things. But great, yes, thank you. Great couple of days for you uh, losing the packing in and everything, <laughs> everything else packing it, packing it in. It's all going downhill. Maybe this is a sign. <laughs> and uh, finally, Jose, where, where can people find you? Uh, on top of the table in the packing uh, as well. <laughs> I'm at Jose and Chill on every social media platform. I got Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, I stream Wednesday through Sunday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 12.30 a.m. UK. I'm going to be hitting up some different games over the next few weeks unless something crazy happens with FIFA. Uh, looking at some Among Us, Minecraft, maybe a cooking stream. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Mm. Yeah, something a little different. Wow. Sounds good. But no, guys, thank you very much for coming on. And obviously look to get you guys back on in the future. Oh,